Wasn't that nice? Thank you, Barbara, again. Well, if uh, any children were forgotten or any ones we didn't take their pictures, uh, well, uh, it wasn't meant. But uh, we are thankful that we have such a photographer here uh, to um, remind us of occasions like these. And we are thankful. Happy Father's Day! Now, the kids are retiring. I hope they're retiring. <laughs> I have a question. Who remembers what I spoke about last year, Father's Day? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just... Well, thank God no one remembers. That's fine. <laughs> Father's Day. Carl, I saw... Uh, yeah, yeah, Carl, I know that. Father's Day, right. I spoke about a tree last year. The palm tree. Now you remember. Now you remember, huh? Okay, today I'm going to speak about a man that fascinated me since I first got saved. And uh, he was a man filled with the Holy Spirit, lived in the Old Testament. His name was Caleb. And I hope by the end of our meeting today, in about half an hour, that will men and women, fathers and mothers, that we will say, uh, I want to emulate the characteristics that Adel spoke about during this meeting. Caleb was a man, a leader in his family, a leader in the tribe, amongst the twelve tribes. He was chosen per the instructions that Moses gave the nation to choose from each tribe someone courageous to go and spy the land before we go into the land and enter there to possess it. And he was chosen. They went and spent 40 days, the 12 spies, according to the numbers of the tribes of Israel, 12 tribes, 12 men went in there and spied the land from north to south, east to west, and came back after 40 days, and came back with a report. Ten of the spies gave a bad report to the nation. We're talking, there are two million people there, gave a bad report. The land, yes, it's a love. Land of milk and honey, but we have seen men, we have seen giants, we are not able to conquer it, we are not able to possess it. Only two men, Joshua, whom we know, we always speak about and teach about, who became the general and took over from Moses and went into the land later on, and Caleb 
I always like Caleb. Caleb, when he came back, let's open our Bibles to Numbers chapter 13, please. Numbers chapter 13 and verse 25. Are we all together on the same page? Okay. When the spies returned from spying out the land at the end of 40 days, they proceeded to come to Moses and Aaron and to all the congregation of the sons of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh, And they brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. Thus they told him and said, We went into the land where you sent us, and it certainly does flow with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. Nevertheless, I hate the neverthelesses in life. Nevertheless, the people who live in the land are strong, and the cities are forty-five, And very large. And moreover we saw the descendants of Anak there. Amalek. We know we learned about Amalek. Is living in the land of the Negev. And the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites are living in the hill country. And the Canaanites are living by the sea and by the side of the Jordan. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said. We should by all means. Go up and take possession of it, for we shall surely overcome it. But the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are too strong for us. May God bless his word. Caleb, the noble man. Imagine this man standing before a crowd and loudly voicing, an unpopular opinion. Caleb was willing to take that unpopular stand to do as God commanded him to do. He was a man different than others. I hope that next year if the Lord tarries, Because as we heard yesterday, 2007, we might see some changes in the universe. And I hope that change will be the Lord will take us to be with him. Amen. Okay. Caleb was totally different from others. He was one of the chief spies. Sent out my Moses as we read. He was courageous. He was invincible. He completely devoted himself to God. And he was vigorous even in his old age. He was not content with the average life. He lived always above the average. And may God help us men, all of us and women, to live a life above the average. He wanted to live on a higher altitude. He never thought in terms of planes and fences and uh, walled cities. He loved the open doors. It was the heights that attracted him. And it was a mountain that when he visited 
that land long time ago. And he saw that mountain and he saw it was occupied and it was a challenge. He said, when, one day when I get back, I am going to go and possess that mountain. He refused defeat. And he claimed his inheritance amongst his enemies. What made Caleb different? I hope in a few minutes we can, men especially and women, fathers and mothers, we can see what made this man or what made a person different from others. I found out there are many characteristics that I can speak about, about Caleb. But I said, well, we'll finish at 5 o'clock today, but this is not a good time to spend Father's Day till 5 o'clock preaching. But I picked up three characteristics of him. So we can remember them, and I hope next year, if the Lord tarries and he doesn't come, when I ask you, what did I speak about, you'll tell me about a tree, right? No. <laughs> Caleb, what made this man different? One, unwavering in his stand. He was unwavering in his stand. Caleb's report was characterized by a bold confidence in God himself. You know what he said? We should by all means... In verse 30, go up and take possession of it. In other translations, we are able to possess it. He did not care about what others thought. He did not care about the ten other spies and their followers. He only cared what God promised and he believed in the promises of God. He knew well three things. One, he had the facts. He has seen the land himself. No one can fool him. He said, when they argue with him, I said, I've been there. I have the facts. Don't argue with me. You million people, you heard a different report. But my report, I believe my report is right. And he stood by that. He did not waver. Another thing he said. He knew he had the right stand. He took a stand and stuck to it. Isn't that a man of God? Isn't that what a man of God should be? He never wavered. He said one thing in front of Moses. And he said the same thing in front of his family. He said the same thing instead of the millions of people around him. And he didn't care whether they're going to stone him, though they said they, are, they wanted to stone him and Joshua. But he stood by his word because he knew he trusted God's promise to give him the land. Men, this morning, God is looking for men who do not waver. Men who stand regardless of who is the enemy. Men who stand in fiery situations, regardless 
whatever the situation is, be it financial, be it material, be it business, be it family, God is looking for men who do not waver, do not change. The winds of this life does not change them. They can stand against the tide. And he stood regardless. Though he was threatened that he was going to be stoned. Another thing, he believed God. And with an unwavering faith, he clearly said, we shall surely overcome it. Simple, don't talk to me anymore. I'm not going to discuss it anymore. Hey, Caleb, then said, you know, we cannot overcome it. Why are you so stubborn? So many times, if you take a stand, people say he's stubborn. Oh, he's opinionated. Didn't you hear that before? I mean, I'd like to be called stubborn for the Lord Jesus Christ. And opinionated for my salvation. And I don't want to waver. I don't want, excuse the French or excuse the word, I don't want to be wishy-washy. I don't want to agree with Jim. And when he turns his back, say, well, don't you worry. I know Jim. Don't sometimes people do that? Let's examine ourselves this morning. And it's almost afternoon. Let's examine ourselves. Are we wavering or we're standing for the faith that God has given us? That reminds me of the three Hebrews, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when they refused to worship the idols. They said, we are not going to worship the idols. We know who we worship. We have a living God we worship. And when the king came in front of them, they did not address the king, say, O king. You know what they told him? O Nebuchadnezzar. Because we have a different king than yours. Our king is God himself, the God of heaven and earth. O king. No. O Nebuchadnezzar. We do not need to give you an answer concerning this. We have made a decision. And they are addressing the king who could kill them. He threw them in the, in the fire. But he says, hey, we don't have to argue. We don't have to say. We don't have to give you any word. We don't have to give you an answer. We have made our decision. God is looking for men who stand on the word of God. The decision is made. You have adopted it. Go for it and live it and go and may God be with you and bless you. We don't. If it be so, and if it's not going to work the way we think it's going to work, they said, our God whom we serve is what? Able. Our God is able to deliver us from the furnace of the blazing fire. And he will deliver us out of your hand. Thank you. It's the end. We are not going to compromise. We're not. Come on, let's talk about it. I don't like you to die. He said, no, no, we are not going to worship idols. We are not going to bow the knee except to our Lord and Savior. We are not going to give in at all. Men, God is challenging us today. And this man fascinated me. 
He never wavered and he never gave in, but he stood firm on the promises of God. Another characteristic I see in him. He was faithful in following. Who says? The Bible says. Adol, you say that? I said, I'm going to give you four examples about the testimony in that person. First, his testimony of himself. In uh, Joshua 14.8, if you want to take notes and put it on, the, and on your Bibles, that's fine. So you can, you can be encouraged, men and women too. In Joshua 14.8, he says, My brethren who went up with me made the heart of the people melt with fear. But I followed the Lord, my God, fully. Who's talking here? That's his testimony about himself. A faithful follower. I what? I followed. There are many men today, they start well. It's not how you start, but it's how you complete the journey. I have seen young men accept the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior and walk a couple of months. And then slowly, slowly they faint. And we ask about them. They're not coming to church. Where are they? Well, they didn't want to walk. And they faltered and left. Are these followers? Yesterday we had 14 people who got saved here. And praise God for yesterday. And God is asking you to follow him all the way. He followed. His testimony of himself. I followed the Lord my God. How? Fully. So many people follow half-heartedly. Not fully. You cannot follow the Lord with one foot in the world and one foot in church. You cannot follow the Lord looking back. Remember who looked back and became a what? You cannot say, well, hey, there are some good things I left behind. I need to still get them with me. No. Once you start with the Lord a new journey, forget the old one. God is going to give you a better life. He promised that. I have come to give you life and more abundantly. I have followed fully. And no one can contest that. Why? Because when he was 40 years old, he went and saw the land. And guess what? After 45 years, when God did not allow them because they gave the bad report about the land. He said, you shall not enter the land. For every day you spent exploring the land, I am going to delay you for every day one year. He delayed them 40 years. And you know, poor Caleb. He said, what did I do? I followed, but he accepted it. Now, in verse 9, Chapter 14, again, Joshua, verse 9, we have Moses' testimony about him. He quotes Moses saying, Surely the land on which your foot has trodden shall be an inheritance to you and to your children forever. Because, he's addressing now Caleb, you have followed the Lord my God, what? Fully. Now, Moses is giving his testimony. That's the leader, the general. The one who is the head 
of the whole nation. He's saying, you have followed the Lord fully. And this is a man who followed, followed him fully. Now, let's get Joshua's, his, the later who became his leader. In verse 14, the same chapter. Therefore, Hebron became the inheritance of Caleb, the son of Jephunneh. Until this day, because he followed the Lord God of Israel fully. Now that's, that's faithful following. That's how you follow the Lord. And I encourage you today, regardless of the difficulties that you will see in the way. As I said yesterday to those who accepted the Lord Jesus as Savior, the devil is going to come and whisper, Oh no, this is not the life you have. No, you're going to leave this world. You're going to leave your friend. You're going to leave your girlfriend. You're going to leave this. You're going to leave that. You're going to leave uh, your dad. You cannot anymore drink beer with him. You cannot do this. You cannot do that. Say, get behind me, Satan. I am going to follow the Lord fully. Not half-heartedly. You cannot be a good Christian. You cannot be a man of faith if you follow the the Lord half-heartedly. You know what? You will get nowhere. You will stay in your sin and you'll go back. Because when you don't move forward, you're going back. Now, the Lord's testimony about him. In Numbers 14, 24, we read, and God is, is talking now, but my servant Caleb, oh, and that's why, that's why he fascinated me. My servant Caleb now. No one is talking, he says, my servant you know, I wish the Lord would say about each and every one of us, my servant. My servant Dean. My servant Roger. My servant Caleb. Because he has had a different spirit in his heart. Oh, I want to stop a little bit. And no one knows the spirit of man except God himself. This is a different uh, an open window that the Lord gave us. He had a different spirit. What was his spirit? He had the spirit of God. When you become a Christian, the Lord, you are saved through the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit resides in you. And you will have a different spirit than this world. This is why you cannot live in the world anymore. You cannot agree with the spirit of the world anymore. He couldn't agree with the report. Oh, they're going to kill us. Oh, they're going to annihilate us. We are going to be their prey. He said, oh, forget that. Remember, the Lord promised before we left, go spy the land that I am going to give you. He never forgot that. That's the Spirit of God. And when you have the Spirit of God, let me tell you one thing. God will single you out and will protect you regardless of who is against you. Remember that. He said he has a different spirit in him and he has followed me Fully. Fully. Is that faithful following? How long did he follow? Test. How long do you think he followed? Two weeks? Three weeks? Five months? Ten months? Only every Sunday? Every Wednesday night because we have a good time together in the Bible study. As long as we were in this area and attending this church, 
we follow Christ. And then when we moved to Timbuktu, uh, I didn't find a church and you left the Lord. How long did he follow? All his life. All his life. This unique man honored his name. And you know what's the meaning of his name? Caleb. Can someone tell me? Thank you, Sylvia. Dog. You know why I love him? He was a dog. He had the characteristic of a dog. You kick a dog. You spit in his face. You chastise the dog. You do anything to the dog. And then you call him back. He comes and starts licking and kissing your face. Right or not? He lived his name. He lived his name. He was delayed 45 years from possessing his inheritance. We hear neither grumbling. That's a follower. Remember, neither grumbling nor complaining regardless of his circumstances. Let's examine ourselves. When things don't go our way, how many people will know and pick up the phone and start complaining? This is what happened to me. This is what she did to me. The phones, you know. And the cell phone, if the phone doesn't work, you have cell phones. If you have this, oh, this is what happened. He never, he didn't have any phones. He didn't have anybody. He never did anything. Day in and day out, he continued his loyalty to the leadership and obedience to God's plan for his life. So, how is God treating you? How is the plan going in your life so far? Is it according to what you have planned? You sat down and you say, this is where I want to be after 10 years. This is where I want to be after 5 years. This is where I want to be after 20 years. It's good to plan. But one thing, put that plan in the hands of God and let him execute the plan. And if this plan doesn't go according to your own desires, accept it. Because God has a better plan for you. He wanted to go in immediately. He said, okay. He was so respectful. He was so faithful. He respected Joshua. He said, well, let's form a posse. I want to go in. These people are not going to delay me. And we don't know how long. And you know, he was the only one who knew how long he's going to live, at least for a while. You know, because God said, for every day you spent exploring the land, I will delay you one year. But, except. Joshua and Caleb, they will enter. All the others, from 20 years up, they are going to die in the desert. Did you, did you get what, I, what I'm saying? In other words, you, Caleb, are going to live and enter the land at least after this whole friends of you are gone. How many funerals he attended? How many people died younger than him? And some olders. And he go to their funerals and said, well, this is why they didn't believe God. They denied God. They didn't like his plan. They put God down in front of the congregation. Do you honor God in your life? Do you honor God in the plan he gives you? Do you honor God in what he has tailor-made for your life? Do you honor him with your children? You honor him with your wives, fathers. We have people looking at us. He honored him in everything. They delayed him 45 years. 
from possessing his inheritance. He didn't say one word. We hear neither grumbling nor complaining. And he never murmured but watched with patience. All these men pass away. He was kept along with Joshua to enter the land. You know what? He never gave up. He never said, well, what's the use? I'm 40 years now. When I'm going to enter the land, it's going to be 80, 80 years. At 80 years, who's going to look at me? I'll be what? I'll be an old man. I will need two crutches to walk on. People would look at me and say, well, I cannot go and get that mountain I want. He kept loyal. He kept faithful. And young man, if you ask me, what is faithfulness? Here's a little story for you. A shepherd once came to the city of Edinburgh in England from the country. He had a small obedient dog with him. Some people like dog stories here, and that's a good dog story for you. While there, the man died, and he was buried. That little dog lay upon its master's grave, not for a day, not for a week, nor a month, but for 12 years. Every day at 1 o'clock, a gun was fired in the castle of Edinburgh. And when, when the gun was fired, the dog would run to the local baker, who gave it food and water, then back to the grave. It would go and stay there. This continued till the dog died 12 years later. That's faithfulness. Allow me to ask you a simple question. Father, especially today, if dogs, the door shut against them, can love until they die, if their loyalty can be until death, then what of our cheap pretense, we who were built in the image of the godly, and the image of the eternal God, shame that we who were created for his joy and fellowship should have failed him in our faithfulness. Let's look within a little bit. He followed him fully. During the Korean War, a man buried himself in the muck and the mud of pigsty, except for his nose, his mouth, so he can breathe. Eight days and eight nights, rather than betray his bodies and surrender to the enemies. God is looking for faithful men. God is looking for men who follow him fully. All the way, not the way. God is looking for men to give their hearts to him and say, I have given him my life, my hearts, and let him do whatever he wants to do. And God never will let you down because he said, I will never leave you 
nor forsaken. You're with me. Men, we are challenged today to be faithful to our Lord, to be faithful to our families, to love our families is faithfulness. To adore our wives and children is faithfulness. To think of their good is faithfulness. To deprive yourself and give them the best you have is faithfulness. Fathers, when you have a family, selfishness should go out the window and sacrificial life should come in between. We should be faithful to our church and we should be faithful to our country. This is not the 2nd of July, but this is the best country under the sun. Be faithful to it. Love it or leave it. I always say it. So far, no. No one took me to jail yet. (laughs) Yes, love it or leave it. The third thing, He had uncompromising loyalty. Standing against the majority. They postponed his entrance to the promised land. Can you believe that? They postponed his entrance for 45 years. We see him obedient without a murmur. Taking a lower position and living a life inferior to his dreams. He wanted to live on top of the mountain in Canaan. And he was kept there for 45 years. You might have a dream. You might plan something. You you wanted to serve the Lord. You wanted to do something for God. And you're delayed a little bit. Remember, if the delay came and you had nothing to do with it, accept it from the Lord. And say, Lord, whatever you have for me, I will accept it. He accepted without complaining to live with those who deprived him from his heaven and goes around doing his desert duties while his heart was up in Canaan. said, I will do it. And he did it with all his heart. His consecration was thorough. He stood by his leader Joshua regardless what. And when the time came, after 45 years, guess what? You thought he's going to grow old. He's going to, uh, he's going to be uh, with no strength and no power. If you turn with me to Joshua and chapter 14, I want to read what he was when he was 80, what he became when he was 85 years old. Verse 7. Let's take it from verse 7. I was 40 years old, he's talking, when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land, and I brought word back to him as it was in my heart. Nevertheless, my brethren who went up with me made the heart of the people melt with fear, but I followed the Lord, my God, fully. And behold, verse 10, the Lord has let me live just as he spoke, These 45 years from the time that the Lord spoke this word to Moses. 45 and 40. 
85 years old. And what does he say? Verse 11. I am still as strong today as I was in the days of Moses sent me. You live, you follow Christ, he will sustain you. You live faithfully to him, he'll keep you strength. You serve him, you know what happens? Say, I'm getting tired. The more you get tired for the Lord, the more he renews your strength. The day I was reading in uh, uh, the 100 Psalms, he says, Serve the Lord with gladness. We never read about him that he was huffing and puffing and murmuring. He was glad to be where God placed him to be. I am still as strong today as was the day of Moses sent me. And my strength was then, so my strength is now. For what? To walk on your crutches is a doubt. My strength now for war and for going out and coming in. 45 years, erase them. I'm still 40 years old. I'm still as young as ever. Men and women. Fathers, honor God in your life. Follow him fully. He will renew your life. He'll renew your, your strength. He'll give you strength to go forward for him. But for what? To honor his God. He gave God his all and lived humbly before him. May God help us to live humbly before him. He knew that loyalty is costly, as costly as his own life, and he dared to live it. Be courageous. Dare to live for Christ. Don't be ashamed. Paul said, I am not ashamed of the cross of Jesus Christ. No, I am not ashamed. He refused to betray his God and chose to believe in him and trust him in spite of the congregation who wanted to stone him and kill him. Loyalty. Oh, may God give us faithfulness and loyalty. This is a word that we must never lose from our language nor from our hearts. Was his request answered? Those who follow the Lord, unwavering in his stand, faithful in his following, and loyal in his life. Do you think the Lord rewarded him? Man, do you think the Lord rewarded him? He gave him more than he wanted. He gave him more than he desired. And to Caleb, whose life was woven with adventure, trusting God, excitements, war, God said, Joshua, give him what he wanted. And you know what? When he left Joshua's presence, and one word I want to say, when he went to ask for Joshua to give him his portion, you know, he didn't go and say, hey, Joshua, You and I are friends. We went together. Don't play now ranks on me. You know, you became general. We went together. We're the same age. No. 
he presented himself with full respect to his superior. He respected his leader. He said, this is what God promised me. Would you please kindly, if it is agreeable for you, would you give me thy inheritance? You know what, Joshua? When you present yourself with dignity and respect, you know what Joshua told him? He blessed him. His leader blessed him. You want to be blessed? Be humble. Be obedient. Be faithful. Be respectful. Men, God is calling on us to do so. And uh, he ran a different race, didn't he? But he reached the finish line too. I think this, in my opinion, this was his finest hour. And if we were, and he then the Lord took him, he died, he had a daughter, he honored his daughter, he honored his family. We don't read about sons for him. But one thing, if we were to write a napitaph on his, uh, on his tombstone, what would you write? Here's, here's, here's mine. Then you write yourself and you honor this man in your mind. He fascinated me. A fight well fought. Reminds you of Paul, right? A race well run. A faith well kept fully. A crown well won. God is promising you this. Fathers, it's a good life to emulate. Let's run with faithfulness, with loyalty, and with determination. And may God bless you and give you a happy Father's Day. Let's bow our heads for prayers. We thank you, Father, for your presence with us. And we thank you for your word. This is not mine. This is yours. We pray that it will bless every man, woman, young man, young woman, each and every person who is in attendance this afternoon. And we pray that we'll never forget to be faithful and loyal until we meet you in the air. Bless us. Be with us. Give us a good afternoon. Bless this Father's Day in the lives of many. And we pray that we will keep you always above anything else, obedient to you, honoring you until we meet again. In his name we ask and pray. Amen.